Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host. And today I'm thrilled to introduce you to Mariana Gabriel, the author of several books, including her most recent creation, Walking the Camino on Earth as Is. The unexpected death of her mother in 2017 is the spark that ignited the desire or perhaps the need to set upon a solo 800 kilometer pilgrimage through Europe. Today, we're going to talk about that journey, the challenges faced in doing such a trek, and the lessons learned along the way. Mariana, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? And and welcome. Hi, Anita. It's an honor to be here. I'm really enjoying all your podcasts. I've been listening. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That's music to my ears. I'm so happy to, to hear that. And I am loving your book, Walking the Camino. It's beautifully told. You just, you have, you have a gift in painting the pictures in your in your head and it's it's poetic it's it's so beautifully written so thank you for the for the gift of being able to read your book and then to have you here on on the show and and the camino is something that I know I am going to do one day. Um, And I have actually done parts of it, just little, because I've I've lived in France, uh, lived in France for a year. So we did little pockets of of the Camino. Um, But I want to do it the way you did it, you know, and and setting out um, to to go for this long trek um, to really connect with myself and and all that. And I just, I'm so interested in your journey and I I can't wait to dive in and, uh, and hear more. But first, would you, would you mind giving us a little brief history of the Camino and its significance? Because I know there's a lot of people listening who I'm sure know about the Camino and there's probably some that uh, are not familiar. So just give us a little, a brief overview of what the Camino is and its significance. Uh, Well, it's hard to be brief about centuries of history. Uh, So it, it, it more or less commenced in the 900s um, Anno AD. Um, people came from all over, started to come from all over Europe when they found out that St. James was there. So that St. James is the Apostle James, and he is the brother to John, and that's the John who wrote the book of Revelation. So they're part of the Chosen Twelve. And James ended up in Spain, And um, when the Catholic Church claimed the bones, um, Santiago, Santiago means St. James. Sant is Saint and Iago is James. Um, It was declared that if you made the pilgrimage to Santiago, you would, all your sins would be forgiven. Mm. And so at the time, many people were, seeking to and dedicated so 
tracks were made from Ireland, England, Sweden, Italy, through France, all parts of Europe, and down below from Portugal and across northern Spain. So there's just like all these threads of people making the track through the ages, kings, queens, saints, sinners, you know, knights, um, commoners, nuns, monks. Um, everybody was uh, coming and making this dangerous, dangerous journey. And um, and then when the uh, plague hit, of course, uh, things died off a bit. And then it had a resurgence again. And, um, and then it kind of died off. And um, a really wonderful man by the name of Dr. Elias San Pedro around the 1980s began to paint the yellow arrows and get the towns all come on you guys let's get this together and the route slowly has become revived that's really neat um I noticed when I when I was in Europe the 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 shell the the which is supposed to symbolize something with the the Camino what what is the the shell so the shell does symbolize St. James because it is said that when he landed in his boat um, in the shores on the shores of Spain, that he used the scallop shell to drink water from, that he that it was his cup. Oh. So it becomes a symbol when you're carrying the shell, it indicates that you're on the pilgrimage. Okay, that's that's beautiful. Right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for that that brief history. So well over a thousand years it's it started and has continued to to grow. Really cool. So what is it about the Camino that called to you? Well, you know how you've just said yourself, you're you're feeling it. Mm. Like I I didn't I don't know if I chose it or it chose me. Hmm. Uh, because, like, who, who would want to go through all that discomfort and <laughs> spend all the money and, you know, take all that time and put yourself right out there and, you know, maybe you can't make it, maybe you're going to fall on your face and um, all this unknown. And um, it just wouldn't stop coming across my mind, coming across my mind, coming mm. across my mind. And um, and I'm I'm aware enough to know that when I'm getting repeated inclinations that that means my soul is pushing me in that direction and you you were talking about niggles in one of your podcasts i was seriously niggled so um i i thought well if i really am going to do this i i better do the practical thing and get this reservation that it's a little bit tricky um in the pyrenees uh towards the beginning of the journey um, if you remember seeing the movie The Way, I don't know if you saw that. With a long time ago, yeah, I did. Yeah, it it's serious mountain country. Like you have yeah. to not just flake off. It, it it can be the weather can change at any time. And anyway, in that movie, um, somebody dies, and people do die. Mm. And um, so I thought, well, it's a difficult reservation, and and uh, I probably won't get it. So I'll just send it off. And so it went off and um, I didn't get a reply for a long, long time. And I thought, well, maybe I spelt it wrong or something. And I sent it off again and and weeks went by and I thought, 
well, there you go. I'm not meant to go for sure. <laughs> and then, and then a reply came, and you know, you have a reservation, and please send 14 euros or or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I just like started doing this happy dance in the living room, like. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was a happy dance and not like, oh my God, <laughs> what have I done? Or did that come later? <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of, oh my God, as I read about things. But I was really excited. Great. So that was a good sign. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I love that you're, you listen to the niggles or listen to your soul voice that, uh, that, that, and that you said that you've learned to really pay attention. And when things come across your mind that, you know, if they repeat themselves, this is a sign to you and we need to learn to lean in and listen to those more, more often. So well done you for, cause it takes courage, right? To, to 800 kilometers. That's huge to do that by yourself in a foreign country. Wow. You know, it's, it's impressive. And how long did it take you to, to do that journey? Um, well, I decided to take my time. So a lot of people do it in a month. Um, but I wanted to really, soak in the history and mm. so I did it in seven weeks brilliant and that still felt fast yeah <laughs> so much yeah. yeah so how many how many kilometers roughly would you be doing a day because I, I can't do the math <laughs> I actually did do the math recently so that that is an average of 16 kilometers a day but um there were and that's considered day- slow that's significant 16 kilometers a day hiking yeah. in the yeah. You're going through the Pyrenees and wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I think that's really cool. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what was, what was the, the biggest challenge for you um, to do this, this trek? Um, well, I would say my knees were a challenge. Ah, okay. Uh, they were really cranky my body is very cranky my bones are very cranky they don't seem to want to line up well um and I was having trouble with my knees and I actually thought I couldn't do it um but it turned out that I may have worn them out a bit but they they were reliable um yeah and my own head I would say it, yeah my own head wrestling with what came up in my head is the challenge as well. While you were on the walk, yeah. Before my fears, okay. Uh, I actually felt like before I went, I faced my death. Like I, I was preparing as though I wasn't going to come back. Oh, that's interesting. Elaborate on that a little bit. Was there was there fear that you would actually die, or was it some was it a death of a part of you that you were allowing to you were letting go of or preparing for? Um, well, I know that people do die in the Camino, mm. and it's not a walk in the park. This no. is not a walk in the park. You have to really be prepared. Yeah. There's some serious things to encounter. The heat is unbelievable. So I, I went in the end of August thinking, oh, well, the heat's in August. <laughs> I'm being terribly clever. But it, it is very intense. Mm-hmm. And um, having water and having food. So there are periods of it, parts of it, where that's not available. 
and you have to map this all out and be um, self-reliant. You need to be able to make sure you can get from one place to the next. That's um, that's a lot of responsibility. I'm I'm just I'm just reflecting right now. I, I my husband and I did this epic cycling trip um, this past uh, summer, and um, he it was we were in Eastern Europe, and he mapped he mapped it all out, and I just came along for the journey, um, which was wonderful. And now I'm, I'm I realize how much effort that he put into it, and the responsibility. I recognize the responsibility how it landed on his shoulders to um, make sure that the distances were manageable, that we can get from one place to the next, that there were accommodations to be had. And so I'm hearing you do this trip and thinking, wow, you know, like not only are you taking on the physical, the physical responsibility of moving your body and getting it to, you know, these different places every single day, um, but just the, the mental and emotional um stamina that's the word i'm looking for of, of putting that all together and the responsibility that that must that must weigh on you and then to accomplish that must feel incredibly empowering it's a it's a wonderful feeling yeah i just you're you're for those of you who are just listening she just lit up like just beautiful beautiful smile i can tell that you just feel so good about what you've accomplished and that's uh it's empowering it's beautiful to, to witness well done <laughs> some people do do it on bicycle and there are variations in the route if you wish to do that and there's some the, the odd person that has, does it on horseback <laughs> I, was, I was wondering i've read that in your in your book and i'm like horseback really <laughs> okay yeah that's <laughs> oh, really really cool all right so i understand that many people who do the camino experience a real deep connection to god or the universe um and that they have strange or somewhat mystical encounters did you experience anything like this? I did. Um, and I just want to preface my my experience with saying some people go and they're disappointed. Mm. And it happens and they don't really know what all the kerfuffle is about. Disappointed and, because they didn't have the have that mystical experience that they were hoping? Is that Yeah, nothing remarkable happened. Nothing remarkable happened. What, what's everybody going on about? So... Um, I have a deep connect, spiritual connection in in my belief system. It's not I'm religious. I'm not mm -hmm. religious per se, but I guess I was asking for answers. I had things that were needing to be resolved within myself that had been bothering me, weights I felt that I needed to lose. And um, so I was going with that question, and I felt also that uh, my understanding is that it's on a ley line. It's on a magnetic ley line. A ley and, line? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, there's parts of the planet where the augmentation of the energy is a little more intense. Okay. Right? Sacred sp space, sacred places yeah. where there seems to be a thinner veil between oh. the world. Okay. And it is also under the Milky Way. Um, Santiago de Compostela, 
Compostella means comp is field, Stella is stars. Mm. So you're going under a field of stars. Beautiful. Yeah. And also the fact that so many people have walked it with with you know the deepest of intention on that walk. It's it's not lightly taken and this is no picnic. So um I'm aware, was aware of that and I was wondering how spirit would speak to me. Um and I felt that amazing things happened and miraculous things happened. And especially through part of the journey is who you meet and the synchronicities you experience and the conversations. There's no time for your idle chit-chat, although though there's lots of that. But, you know, when you're traveling, there seems to be more openness. And people doing the walk, uh, you're worn down physically. Um, you're more open. and so. So those conversations were wonderful hmm. and synergist, synergistic, you know. And um, I write about some of those experiences in the book. Like, so if if I were just to say, oh, this happened and this happened, it, it would sound, I think, oh, you could just go, oh, that's nothing. But but I know it's something. So sort of speaking of what was sacred to me, I feel like diminishes it somehow. So you need to see the context I understand. <laughs> in the book okay. so read the book <laughs> so, so read the book awesome i i find um i okay you said a couple things that i i want to just pull on a little bit more um so this the fact that you know some people walk um and don't have uh, any remarkable experience would you suggest that perhaps that happens because the, that individual maybe did not set out with an intention? Like you you set out with an intention to hear something from your, your um, to find some answers, to be spoken to, and you were open to that. So I wonder if, if you need to have an intention or if that having an intention helps you to have that experience. Um, possibly, but I think it's more that awareness, like not discounting things. Like mm. we're, we're, we're we all ex- have experiences. We're all we're all part of this the same sea. <laughs> mm. So if you're given given something and you just go, "Well, oh, that didn't really happen," or "I must have just imagined it," then then of course it just gets sloughed to the side. Got it. Yeah. So I think it's just registering it paying attention and and being open to it yeah i i think that's really key paying attention and being open to it and you said um earlier that um you were wondering how spirit would uh connect with you and so there's a sense of curiosity there and i think that's a beautiful way to go in into the world into every single day you know to be in that state of curiosity and how how is spirit going to connect with me today you know i think that's Thank you for reminding me of that. I used to ask that all the time, and I have yeah. for a while. And I, I need yeah. to get back into that state of wonder and curiosity with just simply waking up out of bed and looking out the window. Window. How is spirit going to speak with me today? Um, yeah, like we're all on a journey from birth to death, aren't we? Yeah. And so, um, like, for example, in England or here or everywhere, you can walk a labyrinth and it becomes a metaphor for your life from 
same idea. So I was working on the Camino as a metaphor for my life. And what what would happen to me would be a metaphor for lessons I needed to learn or things I needed to be aware of. And I felt that that was true. Yeah. Um, what was the, the biggest les- lesson that you walked away with then from this uh, this experience? Or was um, there one? <laughs> yeah, I shed, I shed a lot of inner weights. Ah, like uh, inner weight uh, baggage? Is that what you mean? Like things that yeah. weigh heavy on you? Okay. Yeah. Good. Just living so simply. Say that and again, the, sorry? One is living so simply and in, in with nature, rising with the rhythm of dawn and the starlight and um, the dust in the earth and watching one's feet and feeling one's body and trying to take care of thirst and hunger and all this kind of thing. Um, and things get very simple and one one's not distracted so much. Um, so I, I really feel I, I sloughed off a lot and that I, came into a more authentic part of my being, uh, which is um, seeing myself whole and healed and loved, beloved. Mm. So a lot of my life I've had, I think when people are in pain, sometimes they don't want to acknowledge it and they displace it onto somebody else, right? That We see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so being a sensitive person, I feel I took on things that weren't mine to take on. So that that's much clearer now, and I I think I've I've mastered that. Great, but I felt like, um, you know, think oh the Camino is going to be a solution to my problems in my life. Actually, I feel like it turned the volume up when I came home. I I was even more challenged. Like, okay, are you are you sure you really learned this? Are you sure you really learned this? Oh, okay, interesting. Work this up a bit more. Are you sure you really learned this? <laughs> <laughs> thank you god universe <laughs> yes i've learned <laughs> all right already <laughs> oh, i get that that's really great hmm. and so you you have learned you feel like you are living into the woman you walked away being from um the camino well i i'm going to surprise you and do a little turn off the track track we're doing here and say I felt like I needed more uh, ver- validation and I went for something called a naughty reading have you ever heard no. of that? No I haven't. A, a naughty reading? Oh my god it's so amazing. N-A-D-I naughty. Okay N-A-D-I naughty reading. Okay t- tell us more What what is a naughty reading? So it's Sanskrit for conduit or channel Okay. And this is amazing, Anita. Yeah. So 4,000 or so years ago, give or take a 1,000 years, because nobody really knows because it's so old, some Maharishis in India, Maha meaning great, and Rishi meaning saint. So great saints knew that in the future, the people would be in trouble and would need help. And so they channeled readings for individual souls who weren't born yet (laughs) and wrote them on leaves. And uh, these leaves are considered holy and they've been maintained 
and cared for through time and they only go up to 2050 and they want to be found. They want to be found because they were- The souls want to be found? The leaves want to be found by the people they're meant for. Okay, wow. And um, so you think, oh, well, how do you know it's your leaf? Yeah. So the information, so so the, <laughs> and I thought, when I heard of it, I thought, oh, I would just get ripped off, you know. And how do you know it's yours? But I, I found a source, um, the Naughty Palm Leaf Reading Institute, where I felt I could trust uh, yeah. through varying means. And and I, I, I thought, well, maybe they're not going to find my leaf because not everybody has a leaf. Mm-hmm. And some of the leaves were destroyed when the British came into India. And they were all in a palace. And then they were separated to, to be protected from... Um, vandalism and burning and they were oh. taken away and so they they hid them all over the place this was like this and so they they f- categorize the they find your leaf by your thumbprint wow so that there's 108 types of thumbprints and so they take my thumbprint so and they and they know where to look yeah. and i waited um i think about two months for them to find it and they f- they said we th- we found your bundle. Uh, it's in a bundle of leaves, and then so then you they ask you questions, yes or no questions, until there's more yeses than nos. And uh, they they uh, they knew things about me that are not on the internet that nobody could have ever known. Oh wow! For the leaf to be identified, and it took an hour and fifteen minutes to go find the leaf as a, uh, them asking me yes or no questions, and then and then the bundle is like people who are like me. It was all like, oh, that sounds like me, but it's not me. Like mm-hmm. it's like a type together, and um, and when they found my leaf, it was just a stunning. Mm-hmm. The questions they asked, and and there was no doubt in my mind that it was my leaf. Mm-hmm. So the leaf was, again, a validation that I, I guess what I feel like I'm getting older. Do, is there Are there things I need to do in my life to right. improve? Am I on the right path? Am I letting down the people I love? And it's like, no, no, no worries. It's all good. Right. <laughs> these, these are big life questions. And I think uh, a, a lot of us, um, and I think particularly perhaps when we get to a certain age too, we, we come to a point where we're like, what am I, what am I doing? How am yeah. I, how am I serving? How yeah. am I, how am I showing up in the world to, to make a difference? I think, yeah. I know I want to make a difference in the world and I, I know you do too. Let's say the impression that I, I, re- I get from you. Um, so to ask those kind of questions, I think, uh, are, are good to ask and, and looking for ways to, to find those, find those answers and that, and that truth that, uh, that you have. So I, I find this interesting. I've never heard of, um, naughty readings before, and I'm going to explore that a little. Maybe I can find somebody to interview on my show to deepen that, uh, understanding of how, how that works. But that's really cool. So you, you walked away from that reading feeling validated and it sort of, it supported some of the work you were doing on the Camino. Is that what I'm hearing? 
Yeah, like I, I, you can do whatever you want to me now that I'm, I'm unshakable. I love that. Yeah, unshakable. Uh, okay. Um, do you think that that comes from a deep love and and acceptance of who you are? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that might be why a lot of us are being born. Yeah. Just to know that beauty yeah. we are. Yeah. In spite of maybe what might be reflected back to us by souls we trust. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about um, getting into nature and going for walks, connecting with your environment, connecting with your natural world, because it's there that I found that kind of love. It's at first a love for my natural environment, but it seeped over into a love for self, a love for what is. And um, yeah, I just, I think I can see why the Camino can be powerful that way because it's a, a daily immersion. Um, and I, I have a daily immersion practice just in my forest in my backyard sort of thing. And it's, uh, it's, it has helped me step into that space of, of deep love for self. And I, f I feel conversations like this are really important because we we need to have that deep love for ourselves. We need to inspire and encourage others to find that deep love for self because when we have that, that's where change happens. That's where we can turn this world into, you know, being a loving place, you know. You can, and it starts it starts with love for self, doesn't it? You can't, it you can't yeah, you can't be the love for anything unless you're you've got that deep love for self so hmm. thank you for sharing all that it's um really really interesting um maybe that kind of segues into the the question i have about why um you may think that the camino has become so popular is, is there something missing in people's lives today that the camino is fulfilling i think possibly people may say to themselves they're going because it's a like a buck no a bucket list experience mm. or it's interesting historical walk and they maybe can't really articulate even to themselves why they're going mm. um so they're, maybe, they're listening to the niggles like you said that that call that feeling that they should be there yeah and, and then all the unexpected kind of treasures might emerge that they didn't mm expect or weren't even looking for but people who are there felt like are really sincere yeah and there's a lot of people there um walking is such a wonderful way to release emotion and mm -hmm. there's maybe a life event that spurred it right yeah I, I have heard that the popularity of the Camino has just um skyrocketed in the uh, last little while so I was just kind of curious as why that may may be um perhaps it's you know i wonder if the pandemic has anything to do with it just um that sense of disconnect and maybe that need to find connection again and maybe and even though it's a, a solo walk there's still connection that happens you know so i would say that um it was exponentially growing before the pandemic okay. and then possibly the pandemic was a lot of pent up kind of yearning for maybe possibly things that they wanted, you know, goals to achieve. Also, the pandemic 
it was just so strange. It just takes you to took us all to the edge, anyways. So yeah. I do know that right now, uh, two thousand people a day are checking into Santiago. Two thousand people a day. Oh. I also know that somebody who I who is reliable said four, almost four thousand checked in the day she was there this month. Wow. Okay. And and it's so this month is October. October is a a busy time. For people to go, okay, interesting. That's really, really wow. Four thousand people, that's crazy. All right. Um, if someone listening to the show is uh, considering or thinking about doing the Camino, what what words of wisdom would you have to offer them before they they head off? I would say just go. Just do it. <laughs> go. <laughs> Awesome. You go and experience. I guess I I imagine everybody's experience is very unique, you know. So, yeah. Very cool. Mariana, how how would people find your book? What's the best way for for them to find Walking the Camino on Earth as it is? It's in every bookstore practically. Awesome. <laughs> Whatever okay. channel you get your books from, you should be able to pick it up. Brilliant. Okay. And if people wanted to connect with you directly, is there um, a way they can do that? Do you have a website that we can send them to? Thank you. Um, it's marianagabriel.ca. If you wish to connect with me, I'm happy to answer any questions. Brilliant. All right. We'll make sure we'll add that in the in the show notes. Thank you so much, Mariana, for joining us today and for sharing your wisdom and your stories uh, and inspiring me to, I need to, I'm going to do it one day. I, I look for, I feel that call is, ha- is going to happen. Um, and uh, I'm really grateful for, for your time with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anita. It's a pleasure. Yeah. And Joyful Journeyer, if you know anybody who is thinking about doing the Camino, um, share this, this episode tell them about walking the Camino on earth as is and uh, yeah, spread the love. (laughs) All right. Thanks for tuning in joyful journeyer and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the joyful journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.